Our score at the end of two periods at Schneider Arena in game two of the Hockey East quarterfinals is Merrimack, nothing, and fourth-ranked Providence, nothing. Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Great game once again tonight. And uh, this second intermission is brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon with us now from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News as well. And well, Mike, uh, for the story tonight, clearly Drew Vogler in net for Merrimack, by far the best game that, that he's played in his freshman year. Absolutely. He's made some saves uh, in the first period, that blocker save near the end, glove save there about you know, late in the second period, right before the power play with guys on top of him, somehow gets his glove out of him, so I'm not sure exactly how it happened. Uh, he's played absolutely outstanding. I mean, this, this could be easily a 2 nothing game, uh, if not more. Uh, and it's it's zero zero going into the third because of the way he's played. He's been absolutely he's been perfect tonight. I mean, clearly statistically he's been perfect, but really, I mean, he's made some saves on pucks. There's no way he saw. There was one through traffic there late in the period as well uh, that I think went through the guy's legs. Two guys set up in front. Uh, he, he's been outstanding tonight. Power play on the other hand, uh, not able to get anything going. Uh, certainly last night only two chances, over two. But tonight that major was a great opportunity there that they got, and they, the benefit of the fact that there's somebody here looking at those plays. Uh, from Hockey East, uh, calling down to have the officials review it, that they did end up getting a major on what was originally going to be a two-minute call, but the power play just not able to get anything going against Providence. It just seems like you know Providence knows what they're doing, is ready for it, and as a result, they have, they've rarely even been able to set up anything in the zone, and that's usually where uh, their good chances have come from. Yeah, I'm not sure they... Uh, I know Providence had more clears than they had shots in that five-minute power play. I think they only had one shot on goal that actually reached the net. Providence probably had seven or eight clears in that penalty kill. I mean, it just seemed like every single time Merrimack got the puck in the zone, uh, Providence was able to generate a clear there. Uh, and at the time, I mean, I, I wrote it at the time, I said, you know, you're going to look back on that potentially as being a big lost opportunity. I mean, I, I know I, I wrote coming into the series, I thought that they needed a power play goal each night if they were going to win. It was one of those things where Providence just doesn't give you so, they don't give you anything at even strength. When you look at their numbers at even strength, I think Nick Ellis has 953 save percentage at even strength this year. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, teams are shooting less than 5% on them at even strength. So I thought you were going to have to do something on the power play. Uh, their power play save percentage, I think Nick Ellis is somewhere around 860. So, I mean, you can move down almost 100 points in save percentage when you're going the power play. I thought you needed to do something there if you're going to beat this team. And, and like I said, they haven't been able to do something there yet. Now, that five on a power play could be a huge lost opportunity. We'll see what happens here in the third. But uh, you're still entering the third period 0-0 with a chance to win. I mean, you're tied. It's not like they're behind. Uh, but but still, I, I think that is the potential. If they lose this game, that is the potential to be the one you look back on and say, hey, you know what, if they could have got something done there, it could have been different. Because a goal there not only puts them ahead, uh, not only is it one goal in the scoreboard, but it could change the complexion of the rest of that period and maybe the rest of the game. And, you know, overall, they've really been outplayed more, than, more so than they were last night. Providence is, is exerting their will, I think, more so. Uh, their physical play has really been a key. Although Merrimack's tried to counter it where they can with a number of guys. I mean, I'm thinking of LeBlanc and... Uh, you know, Petty, a big guy, has been using his body a lot. Spaxman, too. We're seeing him really, I think, play the most physical series this weekend, and perhaps that he's played of the season, you know, and a number of other guys. But overall, it's just, I mean, Providence is they're an older, bigger, stronger, more experienced team, and I think we're seeing that. Nine seniors. I mean, that, that's why a lot of people uh, expected this Merrimack team to struggle at times this year. They got 1,700 class, and this is a Providence team that has nine seniors. I mean, I know they won a national championship last year. They were 
probably built for this year. I mean, when you look at the number of seniors they have on this team, and John Gillies was supposed to be a senior on this team. So they were really built for this year, I think. And uh, I think you're also noticing some differences between UNH and Providence when you look at opponents. Providence much more willing to play that physical style, the way that Merrimack has wanted the game to take shape. Providence much more willing to play that way. UNH not so much. And I think that's why Merrimack had such big advantages in possession last weekend. It's because those battles on the wall, they were, Merrimack was just winning every single one of those. UNH not real willing to play that way. Providence is. When you look at the other teams in the league, you know, and we've talked before about that, you know, Merrimack's building towards something here, you know, with this year and, and what we project next year and so on. Is Providence the team that, that they want to be like, or, or would you say that there's another team? No, I think Providence is a good fit, uh, because they, they're they're more of a lunch pail type team. I mean, they're not really, they're a blue-collar team, they work hard. When you look at that Kevin Rooney line, that's sort of their Babcock line. And, and I know, you look back to the National Title game last year, I mean, that Rooney line shut down the Jack Eichel line. I mean, that was that was your best line on the ice in the National Championship game. So, I think the model is definitely is definitely what, what Nate Lehman's done here in, in a similar style. I mean, Merrimack and Providence, I, I think Merrimack wants to play a similar style to Providence, and as they get a little older, and guys like Sini and, and Fogan and Petty and, and those guys uh, become juniors and seniors, I think those are your guys, those become your Mark Jankowski's and your Trevor Mingoyas and the guys with the speed that can make some plays for the neutral zone, uh, and then you add that to you know some younger guys you got coming in behind them as well. Uh, but I think I think that this is the model for sure. Providence, not only Merrimack, but a lot of the smaller schools are trying to build towards. All right, Mike. Third period coming up here. Warriors in a zero to zero tie. I think it's no question that the next goal is the big one and may end up deciding the game. But uh, well, what do they have to do here in the third? Really, they've been outplayed through the first two, outshot twenty-four to fourteen. But in a tie game with a chance to win in the third period, what do they do here? Yeah, I think they got to be careful in the neutral zone because that's where they got beat last night. I mean, that Eric Foley goal just speed flying through the neutral zone. And they've been pretty good in the neutral zone going back to that main series, I thought. I mean, they, they caused Maine some big issues coming up the middle of the ice. And uh, I think that's where you got to, that, that's the key there. Uh, at some point, they're, they're getting out possessed, they're getting out shot. But at some point, if they can neutralize Providence to keep them up the scoreboard, Merrimack's going to score at some point. You know, you can't go scoreless forever. So I think the big thing is just uh, continuing to focus defensively. Don't take any big chances because that's when a guy like Foley or any of those speedsters can come to the neutral zone and beat you. All right, Mike, thanks. Uh, coach's show Tuesday this week? Uh, I don't know yet. Perhaps. All right. I think we're going to do one more to wrap up the year if this is the last weekend, but I don't know whether or not uh, it's going to be this week or down the road. Uh, but if there's games next weekend, we'll, we'll be there on Tuesday. All right, Mike. Well, hopefully we'll be talking with you again tomorrow night uh, for Game 3. We'll see. It's been a good series so far, a close one. And uh, folks, check out his work at themacreport.com as well as the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. Mike, thanks for being with us as always. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike McMahon. The score here is 0-0, zero to zero, Providence and Merrimack. John and I are back to recap the game to this point and for the third period, which will get underway shortly. 0-0, zero to zero, our score. This is Warrior Hockey.